0: And we'll have to talk to everybody like this, just like we're on a talk show. And I'm gonna sit in the uh British driver's seat here and uh and I, I wanna I wanna use this as an opportunity to try out something, okay? Here here's what I'm gonna do, and I don't know if any of y'all are gonna take me up on this. Um I wish I could put my number up on the screen for you. But my phone number is four seven nine four one four one six four three. Now, if you want to text me a question, and I'll ask the Altrox, you go ahead and do that. Okay? That
1: spell, does that spell I can preach? Does uh, yeah, my, it does. Yeah. I it out in my mind. Yeah,
0: it, It's like, uh, uh, yeah, we could make some kind of license plate out of that, couldn't we? And uh, so 479, you know the area code. Here you go, 414-1643. So maybe while we're talking, something... Um, you know, you come up with a good question, and uh, don't worry if your question is stupid, okay, because if, if your question is stupid, I won't, I won't even acknowledge it, all right? <laughs> no, there is no stupid question, um, but yeah. Well, let's get started. I want you to uh, get to know Leslie and Craig Altrock. They are with uh, Let's Start Talking. First of all, let's do this. Just tell us, what is Let's Start Talking?
1: Uh, let's Start Talking is so- a... Missions ministry among churches of Christ uh, f- fundamentally uh, that's been around for 36 years, and maybe another way to say it is we're equipping an equipping ministry. We equip Christians to share their faith and their lives in mission settings, uh, whether that's around the corner or, or across an ocean. And the fundamental way that that happens, that sharing uh, happens, is through helping non native English speakers practice English conversation. So it's a way to help Christians share their life and their faith with people from other countries. And it's a way then for churches and and mission churches as well to to get in touch with new people in their communities, because that's one of our goals, too.
0: And how did the two of you get started with Let's Start Talking? How long have you been with the group?
1: Mostly just the pay. That's, you know, it's just... No, sorry. Uh, Yeah, go ahead, Leslie.
2: We actually were just tapped on the shoulder uh, 26 years ago now. Uh, Someone tapped us on the shoulder, asked us if we wanted to go on a mission project to Ukraine. And um, I was actually teaching in Memphis, Tennessee, and I thought, hey, if I can get out of this, I'll be happy to go. So we spent our summer six weeks. At the time, um, LST was only doing campus ministry. Uh, teams and all the teams were six weeks long so we were going to lead a group of uh, college students we thought hey this will look good on our resume and we didn't know it was going to become our resume uh, you know and so we just did it one summer at a time and this summer was our 26th project with let's start talking
0: and so that first one was in the ukraine Mm -hmm. and um and you you were you were living in memphis then Yes. Okay, I think everybody here, too, wants to know a little bit about you. So tell us about your family. Uh, how many kids do you have?
1: Yeah, we've got three boys, um, So, uh, and we had a boy dog, and a, probably a boy goldfish or somewhere <laughs> along the way there. Poor, poor Leslie's we only do boys. Yeah, so, yeah.
2: <laughs> I felt like God said, uh, raise some to go, and so that's what we have been uh, trying to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, we come from very different backgrounds, really. I'm I'm from New Mexico. I didn't grow up going to church. I uh, was converted in high school. Leslie grew up in the DFW Metroplex. You know, born born into the church. Dad was an elder. Grandmother was matriarch, basically of the church. Uh, so you know, coming Sunday nights, just all those kind of things. So. Uh, we started in very different places, and and the fact that we've ended up where we are today is very it's very interesting. I mean, uh, I, we, I was going to graduate school in Memphis at Harding uh, Graduate School, and um, wanted to do some kind of ministry. And Leslie's always had a heart for ministry, and uh, and is very talented in ministry. And uh, at, at the at the time that we met and got married, felt like the primary way. that 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 could happen was just by, not just by, but by sort of uh, supporting me in a traditional ministry role, and uh, through the years, God has kind of opened other doors for us to be involved in in this kind of ministry and mission work, and uh, so as far as our family involvement, we take our kids every year with us on a project, and uh, so they've gone, you know, Leslie's gone pregnant Uh, they've gone as toddlers they've gone uh, as kindergartners as middle school as high schoolers Uh, we've taken them in every every phase of life Mm -hmm. so we don't want to hear anybody say well I've got young children you know and I'll when they when they get older I'll I'll take them because take them now take them now (laughs) now. just
0: just take them any age there you go Mm -hmm. okay now where'd you go on this last trip your 26th trip where was it
1: Uh, we were in Seoul South Korea Uh, second summer in a row Mm -hmm. to work there um just beautiful people
0: when were you there this summer Uh Mm -hmm. what's it like what's it like there right now
2: so you know we hear lots of rhetoric yeah right now about korea and all the things happening there you didn't hear any of that they said you know he's been spouting off forever, and so they don't think he's doing anything different. It's a day in the office for Yes, <laughs> right. so, yeah. so they're not worried about it. It's a very developed, wonderful uh, country. We just fell in love with the people. Um, it's interesting to me, so many of them just don't have, um, you know, they're traditionally a Christian nation, so it's a little bit different than other Asian places we've been. But they, many of the readers we were working with had nothing You know, they said, I'm not Christian, I'm not Buddhist, I'm not anything. So you could have a very real conversation. And um, like one of my readers at the end, we were the second team, so we had been, we were at about six weeks, he had been reading, and he he had been real open that he didn't believe this, and that was, you know, we had talked about that, and I said, so after six weeks of reading, what is your impression? And his response to me was, well, I think I need to make a decision. And I said, well, what what are you making a decision about? And he says, well, I need to decide if this is true or not. And I said, I think that is the next decision. So it it was just so fun to just be. I just love sitting across from someone who for three, six weeks tells you, I don't believe any of this. And at the end, they say, I need you know, it's so compelling that they need to make a decision about it.
0: What what scriptures were you studying out of?
2: Um, we start in the book of Luke. And so we had just finished the full story of Luke whenever we were ending. And then there was a team coming after us, and he was going to continue in Acts.
0: Okay. So just to, in case, I think some of you have heard about this, but uh, when Scott Lambert was here, also with Let's Start Talking, he uh, shared the the concept with some of us. These groups will go to a place like Seoul, South Korea. They'll, they'll open up uh, this study on the book of Luke. And, and again, it's just reading the gospel. You're just reading the gospel with them, and they become your partner. And it's often done under the, well, again, it's not deceptive. It's not a bait and switch. It is an offering to learn English, to, to practice English, or to learn English with people like you who will study through a gospel for that purpose and and then the word does its work
2: Yeah, our philosophy is the word is the teacher, and we are the illustration. And, um, you know, the way it's advertised is that this is an outreach of a church. Like, for us, we had a local host that were hosting us, and they had done the advertisement. We were read- We didn't read in the church. We actually read in a coffee shop because of the location was a lot better at this coffee shop. But everyone knew that it was a church sponsoring us. So they're not surprised yeah. that the text is... Um, religiously based and um and very few of them ever complain about that
0: so do you have to have and i think this is uh i've got i've got a question here and i think this is what the question means um do you have to have any special knowledge in languages
1: no absolutely not maybe english if if you can speak English that's a okay. good that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think the coffee shop image is a good one cuz let's start talking is probably a lot more a lot more like meeting a friend in a coffee shop than the kind of traditional bible study method that we may we may think of when yes. we think of opening up scripture with somebody. This is like if if uh if you had learned some Spanish yes. you had taken some Spanish classes. Right. Let's say uh, and I have. this would be let's start talking would be kind of like if your Spanish speaking friend came yes. up to you and said, uh, I know you've been learning some Spanish. Would you like to meet me next week at the coffee shop? And you can just yeah. practice your Spanish on me. Yeah. And uh, and I've got a, I've got some things we can read together and it'll help us have an interesting conversation. It's that kind of relax. Just right. hey, Let's sit down. And there's a reason for that, because if it's more friend to friend, uh, we're more willing to share. things that are significant and be open with each other, whereas if we set it up like a teacher-student kind of situation immediately, there may be less likelihood that we're going to get to where we can really share things that are important to us or ask the questions that we're really wondering when we're reading Scripture together. But the
2: question was about languages, and so with languages, we don't have to have any special language, like because of us going for 26 years, I mean, I would love to have uh, maybe learned a language, although I'm actually pretty bad at languages, but, um, you know, what's happened is we've traveled all over the world and been able to make um, friends through the English, and yeah. English is still, right now in the world today, is a very hot commodity. This right. is something that can help people improve their station at their job. It can help them improve um, their ability to communicate with people around the world. And so they are very, very interested in improving their English. And so that's what we come. We don't have translators with us because they um, have the English knowledge. And then we sit with them and we uh, talk in English.
0: Here's a good question. Um, What Bible version do you use for your study
1: uh, I think ever since lst started we 've been using an easy to read version of the Bible okay. um, that that started with the the Bible translation center that was connected to churches of christ and and has kind of come in under another umbrella now but it 's about a third or fourth grade reading level, okay. something like that.
0: And so you use, and consistently you use that translation now. You don't have to change when you go to different cultures.
1: Right? No, right. Yeah. Just same okay. same, same approach, same materials, uh, cross-culturally. Yeah, right. we
2: use the same base material, and then we train our workers because we have a, a video training that we lead you through that um, helps you know how to do this and be comfortable with doing it. And then we train you to be able to adjust. It's about the conversation, and so you adjust how hard, you know, if I'm speaking with someone that's fluent, then I can use contractions, and I can speak quickly and uh, make uh, more complex sentences. But if I'm working with someone that has very basic English, then I'm talking in very simple sentences very slowly. And so it's the conversation that you make harder or easier based on the person's needs.
0: All right. Got another good question here. By the way, that uh, number is four one four one six four three if you've got a question uh, this is great i feel like i'm getting to do radio and, uh, <laughs> it sounded like a radio going, oh, to going to break right now i've always wanted to do radio and uh yeah i've got a face for radio um the uh <laughs> see they didn't even pick that up they, they're just like amen and um okay let, let's put together a uh let's put together a a pretend let's start talking group and maybe it'll become real but we're going to put the pieces together so we're going to have a local congregation in wherever we're going tell us about your your local congregations what's their what's the part that they play in this
1: like the hosting churches on the mission field yes okay well the same at the same time we're talking to groups of people like you about possibly going on a, on a project we're also talking with mission churches all over the world. Uh, to find out if LST is something they'd like to use to, to reach into their community. So when when they say, yeah, that we do want to do that, we'd like to have a group come over, then we work directly with them, first of all, just to make sure it's a good fit, because LST isn't a good fit for, for every place, just because we love it, and it's a, it's a neat thing, it doesn't mean it's, a, it's the best fit all the time. So one is to make sure it's a good fit for the community, and uh, LST works well in in more developed places and um, often middle class kinds of places, so won 't see a lot of lST teams right. in rural Africa, for example, yeah. you know so good fit and then they uh, they do the recruiting of readers we call them, so they 're advertising in their community there 's a visiting group of native English speakers come in to help you practice if you 'd like to participate, call this number okay, and they sign up. And then, the, and then they're responsible for kind of receiving the team and well, providing and, and some housing.
0: Let's make that a little less hypothetical because we've had um, our friend Patinya from Thailand is was here, right? And he asked us to get one of these teams together. And so let's let's talk about the overlaps because Scott Lambert and I have talked about this. Um, you work with Patinya in Thailand, right? Okay, and then who, where else do you work that we also overlap? Do I need to give you the list, or you give me the li- Ethiopia? I think.
1: Well, we have explored that uh, okay. Ethiopia. So is that's a, a possibility. A strong possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
0: and Scott has some students that are working there in right. the uh, in in the capital city, and then uh, Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Right. Okay. Because Cristo and Vanya asked if you could get a team together. Yeah. yeah. And uh, where else do we overlap? I'm trying to remember.
1: I can't quite remember. Uh, but this is one thing that we love to do yeah. is to help people from yeah. from the the church that's supporting a mission site to go. That's a win for everybody. Yeah, It's a win for this church here because uh, you guys get to see what that work looks like, but not just like an observer, but you actually get to meet with people in that mission community and interact with them one-on-one. And then the mission church is receiving real help, too. They love to receive people from any church that's supporting okay. them.
0: So I've got a question, like, what are some examples of places you've been, and where do you plan on going in the future? Well, that's a pretty large list, isn't it? You, yeah, I yeah. mean,
1: in a given year, uh, teams go to about 50 or 60 different mission sites, so tw- 25, 30 different countries around the world. So, I mean, we have, a, like, a. Li- if you want to see a list of places, we have a list of places at the okay. table out there. Uh, just just like example sites, yeah. they have they have teams come uh, all the time. But on the other hand, we love to talk to churches who have sites that they're interested in and see if there's a way to make that. So make that so work.
0: let's let's keep putting this, this uh, hypothetical team together. So now we have uh, our our host churches, and it may be and it may be churches that we already know and work with. And they're excited because they're going to start bringing people in to say, hey, look, there's an opportunity to practice your English. There's an opportunity to learn English. And uh, and they're going to be advertising that and setting that up. And then we're going to get a team together, say, out of our congregation. All right, how large does that team need to be?
2: Yeah, so for our teams, are usually... Uh, two to four people. Uh-huh. Um, we don't send just super big teams, okay. and part of that is intentional because we don't want to create so much work yeah. for the local host that they can't adequately follow up. So we know that um, we're very people-oriented. We're um, really getting involved with people, so we want them to. So have, you said
0: two to four people.
2: It can be two to four. I mean, sometimes What if we have we five? Have, we could do five. Okay. We're flexible, but. What if in we have general, six? Maybe. Okay. Depends where you're going to go. We it's like a, it's
0: like I'm Abraham haggling with God, you know. But if I only have three, you yeah. know, then so, <laughs>
2: Hey, if you uh, get six, we'll send yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so so
0: th- there's the idea. But the idea because. But we're um, not
2: sending teams of twenty normally. Actually, one of the
0: comments yeah. I got is that uh, Sophia Bulgaria lists a team size of two right now in May. Two.
2: Seems is like it? there's something
0: biblical about a team of two out spreading the gospel, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. we wouldn't want to do that, would we? I
1: mean, that, yeah. Well, and one of the things about, about Let's Start Talking teams and one of the reasons why hosts like to invite them is once they arrive, they're fairly self-sufficient. So uh, within a day or two, they're meeting with readers and setting up their schedule. And then the, usually the host or the missionary doesn't have to stop what they're doing yeah. to hourly sort of you know okay. walk with that mission team and make sure they're doing okay. Now,
0: and let's say that we go to the coffee shop like you did in, in Korea, in South Korea. Okay, now, are you you sharing that coffee shop with other people, with paying customers, with people, everyday people? How does that work? How how can you have a Bible study if you don't have a controlled environment where everything has to happen a certain way? How do you do that?
2: Yeah, for us, it was wonderful. Um, We kind of had a couple of... um kind of an area at the back of the um, coffee shop that we sat in. And many times other people were sitting right there beside us, but they were doing study groups or that kind of thing. So they're sitting there doing their thing. We're doing our thing. And then we had several that stopped us and said, well, what are y'all doing? Okay. And um, we would tell them, and one interesting thing that happened right at the end of our project, it was so great, a girl sitting there, she's listening in afterwards, she said, "You know, tell me what you're doing, and so we told her, and she says, I have just moved here, moved back to Korea from um, University of Central Oklahoma, she was attending there, yes. and um, she had been involved with a campus ministry that had English um, help and had been talking to her about Jesus, and she said, I was so interested, but I didn't get to stay long enough. Can I get involved here? And she was like, this is such a God thing that you're sitting right here. She she says, I don't normally come to this coffee shop. So she came every day till the end and studied with the next team. So that was a lot of fun, you know, someone overhearing you. And you have a God moment. So
0: not only is the word the teacher, but God is the organizer also. That's right. Okay. Sometimes
2: and, it's loud. But you and so we're going to put our
0: team together now, and uh, everybody on the team needs to have a PhD in theology, correct? <laughs> right. Absolutely not. Oh no. no. So what? Not. What kind of special training? This do you is have to this have? is
1: what prohibits people from going. Is yes. That sense that man, I don't know if I know enough Bible to do this thing. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think I'm going to do it. Um,
0: But all you have to do is be able to read the text that's in front of you and share what you know. I will share this with you and and some of you who may have missed it this morning. Uh, I thought our campus minister, Cade, did a really great job of sharing a sermon about sharing the gospel. And he told a story. He said, if I was sitting here doing a uh, funeral and, you know, the casket's right there. And then the person in the casket got up and walked out. No matter how introverted or shy you think you are, you're going to be telling people about that experience. You're going to be saying, guess what I saw. And and you don't need any special training. You just tell what you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and the,
1: And these are very conversational sessions, so it 's not a scripted you know make this point, then make this point, and then if they ask this question, this is what you say it 's just very conversational okay so, so and, and actually for introverts often this is a it's a wonderful yeah. activity because it 's one on one yeah it 's one on one
0: mm-hmm. Tell us about okay so we, we get our team together here of whatever size it is we 've got a we 've got a mix of people they don 't have to have any special training they just have a Uh, a willingness to travel and a love for teaching the gospel and uh, people of all ages and, uh, and all walks of life and then they go to the country that they're going to tell us what a typical day looks like for that team member what are they how many hours and how many students are they going to be working with.
2: Can I back up just a little yes, bit before please. that? Because yes. before that, before they get on the site, we are going to provide them with training. Okay. There's um, You're going to meet together as a team. That's why we like okay. teams to form from local churches or communities. Mm-hmm. So you can meet together. You can um, watch a seven video uh, session okay. um, and answer that. You have a project developer for this church. That would be me. Yeah. So I'm working with someone on the team and, making sure. And you're
0: doing some of that with Gina right now for Bulgaria. Right. right? You're, mm-hmm. you're helping her develop okay so an option an option may be there could be a team for bulgaria out there in the future that was one of the questions is where might we go and there's
2: uh, definitely an invitation out there to go to bulgaria and And that's one of the things we talk about in this recruiting training process is as a team forms you know are we, you know, here? It's very likely we would send you to one of your missionaries. Another church, if they didn't have missionaries, we might send them to just a contact that okay. we have. But we prefer, if there's a missionary we work with, to send local churches to missionaries that they support. So that would definitely gain precedence okay. over just any other. And team. how
0: long does the training process take for a team?
2: Well, it's a seven-session um, video session they work through, and it takes about two hours okay. to work through a session. So you. you. You know, a lot of times they might meet um, on a Wednesday night, an hour before church and through that, or, you know, however the team wants to do. It's very flexible because it's a video base that can be done. But we do ask that you do it as a team. Yes. And then, um, and then there's a one-weekend training where you either come to Fort Worth or someone comes here, depending on the size of the team and the right. availability, um, where we give you just some additional um, information also give you all your project supplies. So all that happens before you go so that when you land on site, so you're going to normally, a church team, would uh, leave on a Friday or a Saturday, depending on what the time is. And um, so if they can leave on Friday, it's ideal because you arrive on Saturday, you go to church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, There's usually an information meeting Sunday night where you introduce yourself to the potential readers, kind of tell them what's going to happen. And then you start doing the one-on-one reading come Monday morning. So you've left on Friday, and on Monday you're in one-on-one reading sessions and it varies depending on the culture how many readers you might have. So in Korea, in Asia, we have a lot of readers. So we had seven sessions a day every day. But like in um, Europe, we don't have quite that number of readers. So it could be four to six sessions in a given day you want to take it from there
1: yeah Yeah, but so normally a team will make itself available from maybe like 10 to noon break for lunch for a couple hours and then pick it up at two and go till six or seven or depending on how they want to handle dinner but and then uh, just swing into the evening a little bit maybe till eight or nine or something but uh
0: so you're about four hours a day doing lessons and readings and right and and then preparing and okay
1: following and yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. And um and then I think Scott and I talked about this that what you offer also is a very turnkey approach to this, that you take care of the travel arrangements. Is that right? Or we Yeah, we'll we,
1: we'll work out all the logistics. Okay. So the only thing the team has to think about is just doing the training and just yeah. getting themselves ready to go and yeah. do the work and we'll take care of all the all the other logistical stuff. And then they like Lexi said the passport. Well, yeah, you got to get your own passport. Oh, you got to get, yeah. 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 Uh, if you need a visa, we'll get the visa. Uh, and then, like yeah. Leslie said, she'll she'll stick with the team or somebody in our office, stick with the team from start to finish. Uh,
0: and do you help with uh, fundraising for the trip? What uh, y-
1: All our trips are free, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, you, <laughs> there go. you go. Now you heard <laughs> it you here go. first. I was just trying to get some They're free <laughs> for <laughs> the low, low cost. And, and, yeah. and
0: I guess it depends, too, on where you're going and how long your trip is as to what the cost will be?
1: Uh, not necessarily. Not okay. necessarily. Our, uh, most of the teams from churches that go, go for two to four weeks. Okay. And so the way we do it, it's a little bit different, but the way we do it is kind of a shared cost approach. So oh, okay. So if there were three teams from this church that went in the next year, uh, what we would say is, well, let's just all raise the same amount of money okay. so that we're not making decisions about where to go based on cost. Okay. And we're going to share the cost. So, so right now, every church team that goes for two to four weeks raises the same amount of money, basically for an, almost anywhere in the world, with with slight variations, yeah. Yeah. except
2: for Central America. Where
1: yeah, that's a slight team. variation. Yeah. Yeah. How,
0: how does Central America vary? What, yeah. what?
1: Well, a little bit less because just right. the, airfare, the airfare is so much less. And sure. Then okay. When we when we do send teams to Africa, a little bit more because the airfare is so much more. Yeah. So there.
0: But, um, so
1: basically all that money, the teams raise the money and then LST covers all their costs for all, for everything related to the trip.
0: And, uh, and, you know, and some people like to manage their own trip and put it together, but some people like, Hey, I don't, you know, I know a lot of you go on cruises, you know, they, I mean, Hey, they're taking care of all that for you. And, uh. You know, you, you you don't even know who's doing what on those half the time. I mean, you're floating around in a Petri dish out there. But on this, I mean, now you get to really go do something uh, outstanding. So um, I love that. And let's see, um, I think we, we covered most of our, our questions here. So is there anything else that the two of you want to tell us about uh, Let's Start Talking Tonight?
2: Um, I'll just finish with the schedule real quick. Um, Basically, you would read Monday through Friday. Um, like we said, it would be three to six hours a day. And then you would have Saturday and half a day Sunday off. And so you'd have a full day Saturday where you can uh, do some sightseeing, uh, go with a reader, have them show you something in the community. So that's a free day. And then Sunday, usually you go to church, and then you have the rest of the day off. Now, this this is just typical. Sometimes we do work on a Saturday and have a different day off, but for the most part, this has been yeah kind of typical then you just do the second week and uh, Monday through Friday and then usually on the second week we do host a social events where we invite all the readers to come we invite the church members to come and we just throw a simple party where we're getting everyone to get to know each other. And we we help you know how to do that and everything. And then you would finish on um, your reading on Friday, and then Saturday you would return home. So that would be a typical of a two weeks. If you were to go four weeks, you're just repeating that same schedule four times. And I know that for some people, two weeks seems like way too long. I, I will say if you can go two weeks, I would encourage you to do that because the relationships just take time. And so that's why we do at the two weeks. We have a few one-week options, and those could be potentials if you absolutely can't go two weeks. But I would highly encourage you, if you have the time, to do two And like you
0: said, you can turn it into family vacation.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Yeah. And uh, take everybody, and everybody can go. Um, I want to brag on this congregation, on uh, the folks that you'll meet here tonight, the the whole congregation – and uh, I, I want you all to know too, I, I brag on you a lot when I go places, because this is a true thing about West Ark. Our this congregation's mission I.Q is high, okay? We've got a lot of mission intelligence among us. And for years, we've, we've done trips. Uh, Dr. Cole put together the trips to Guyana, the medical missions. Uh, we've done trips to other places, and uh, again. Different generations have gone on different trips. Some of you have been in the mission field. Uh, Rick has done mission trips uh, he, since he got here. And some of you have been on those, and some of our young people have been on those. And those are changing now. Uh, they're going to focus on Guatemala, and they're going to uh, do uh, Canada. And, and now that leaves Bulgaria open for something like this, and it may be the next step in the growth of our involvement with the Bulgaria congregation. But we've got Bulgaria Set up and staged up. We've got patina in Thailand, and Jerry, am I missing any others that do LST? Am I? Yeah, I think. Yeah, okay, but that would be another option. Might be Swaziland. uh, And are y'all working with any of the groups there? Uh, Not right now, but okay, we could explore it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but so so you've got all this these options here, and 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 what i want y'all to do is you know i want you to meet people like like craig and leslie and and they'll they'll be out here around their booth tonight just pray about it because who knows i mean um in all the years that i've been working with groups that go on uh, uh mission efforts i've seen uh you know we were in guatemala this march and uh reed knight went with us uh chris and jamie lynn's little boy and it was perfect having him along. He didn't get in the way. He didn't cause trouble. He, uh, you know, and I think, you know, the parents were wanting to make sure he didn't. It was perfect, and having him there was a blessing from God. And I've been on trips uh, where people in their 80s are, are, are doing stuff and uh, going on the trip and contributing, and... Um, don't ever let anybody tell you you're too old to travel okay nobody gets to nobody gets the right to tell you that and uh, the
2: oldest person that went with us was 92 this year
0: well there you go uh,
2: we have had a big range of between our college students and then our older adults it's been wonderful
0: i remember my uh my wife's grandfather when he was 90 something and he was going to go up to chicago to see his family and they said no you're too old to travel you shouldn't go up there and he goes so what he goes i can die here or i can die up there around my family what's the difference and you know so uh you just gotta look at it you know past 90 all bets are off so uh but anyway i god can use all of us and uh i hope you've heard that you don't need any special training you don't have to have any special language ability this is a partnership where everybody's working together our missionaries in the field uh people like uh, the group at Let's Start Talking, and all of us can work together, even on the fundraising. Everybody pitches in and uh, makes that happen. I, I, I'm willing to help somebody with fundraising, too, because I, I learned a lot from my mother when I was uh, 19, and she said the first mission trip I ever went on was Scotland, and I had to raise $1,200, and I thought that was an outrageous sum of money. And, um, and she said, if God wants you to go, the money will be there. And uh, I did not raise twelve hundred, though I raised thirteen hundred, and uh, and that helped somebody else out. So it, it's it's a wonderful adventure. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Um, what we're going to do now is we're going to uh, Lee's going to lead us in a song. If you want to partake of communion, that'll be in room one hundred. Leslie, I'm going to let you go out there to the booth before you lead tonight. I hope you'll get a chance to to meet with uh, Craig and Leslie and talk to them more about. Let's start talking and. And we'll stay in touch with them. And then after our song, Craig will dismiss us in prayer. Let's stand up and let's sing.